0: Welcome to the Big Kids Book Club, a podcast about all things fictional from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to another episode of The Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus, I'm your host, and joining me on today's show, we have author of the Five Realms series and the Peculiars, Kieran Larwood. Welcome to the show. Hello, hi, thank you. Oh, it's great to have you on here. Thank you for agreeing to this.
1: Oh, my pleasure,
0: yeah. Oh, thank you. So... What we like to do, we like to get to know all of our authors as they come onto the show for the first time. So we're wondering if you could tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, how you got into your writing journey, how you started becoming an author and where you sort of ended up to where you are now.
1: OK, well, that's a long story. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, I started off, I, I did, had no idea I wanted to be a writer. All the while I was at school and growing up, because uh, drawing was always my thing. And I always thought I was going to grow up and, and become an artist i did love reading um i used to read all the time especially fantasy books they were my favorite uh and then i kind of i went off to art college and things didn't work i ended up becoming a teacher and i was teaching um uh, reception uh, four and five-year-olds and then i thought to myself i really want to do something with my drawing i think i'll try and do a, a children's book like a picture book so i sat down and um I started doing some pictures, and I realised I didn't have a story to go with it. Uh, I asked a couple of friends if they wanted to write for me, and, and everyone was busy. So I thought I'd have a go at myself, and I discovered that I actually enjoyed doing the writing more than the drawing. And that was it; I had the writing bug, and so I just started writing short stories and poems and things. And eventually, I had a go at my first uh, my first book, uh, and it took me a long time um, sending that off to to agents and publishers. And I wasn't getting anywhere, so I entered a competition called the, uh, the Times Children's Fiction Competition, and I won, and the prize was to become published. When Poking came out, um, I earned enough money for my writing to be able to stop being a teacher. That's oh. what I do now, full-time, I write full-time.
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's such a such a creative way, you know, the sort of the idea of like putting uh, your art to a completely new use and then finding this emerging talent that you had. I wonder then whether that uh, Podkin was this this initial story you entered for the competition or whether you won with a different com- uh, different kind of story and then Podkin was just something that came on afterwards.
1: No, so my, my first book was called The Peculiar's. And it was it's set in Victorian London, and it's about the um, the acts in a Victorian sideshow, and they go out at night and they solve crimes and things. Yeah, so that was my first idea, my first my first story, but it wasn't what I really loved to write, which is fantasy. So when I had a chance to to write something else, I thought I'm going to go back to my roots and and write a real good fantasy story.
0: Absolutely. Ah, oh, interesting you say that. Yeah, because Five Realms has a uh, so Poggin in One Ear, which the Five Realms series is what it's known as as the land has a definite sort of got a I think it's sort of like Tolkien, Redwall vibes to it. I wonder if you had any of those sort of inspirations growing up and whether there was something else that was the, the inspiration to create this, this fantasy realm.
1: So, um, yeah, definitely Tolkien. He was um, my favourite fantasy author growing up. And reading The Hobbit was the, the first book that kind of made me realise that stories don't have to be set in the real world. They can be set in a completely uh, imaginary worlds, And you can go to any time and any place when you're reading a book. So I really wanted to write a fantasy book. And I was trying to think of an idea. And then I was looking through all my, all my sketchbooks that I've kept over the years. And I noticed that every now and then I've drawn a rabbit, but a rabbit with kind of swords and armor. And it made me think, oh, maybe there's a kind of idea trapped inside my head, wanting to get out. So that's when I sat down and thought, right, I'm going to write a world where just rabbits live. Yeah, it's quite
0: quite an interesting one, because of course, you know, a lot of the times people do think of like the Hobbit and stuff like that, and you think elves and orcs and humans, but taking humans completely out of the equation here, it's literally a world just um, sort of inhabited by rabbits and animals. So I wonder whether or not sort of building onto that, the world building felt quite unique to something that possibly you'd done in the past, because it was just, like you said, all rabbit.
1: Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I thought about doing a kind of um, I'd read Red Bull when I was, I was growing up and I thought about having all the different kind of uh, forest creatures in there. But there's actually a kind of story behind that. And it's that the world of the five realms is, is our world, but far in the future. And, and mankind's gone. We kind of we messed up and then we've had to leave planet Earth. Uh, so I was thinking what kind of rabbits might have evolved to take our place. So that's why there's, there's no other animals. There's just rabbits everywhere because they've taken the place of the humans
0: absolutely
1: and so rabbits
0: though you've also managed to do something quite quite skillful which is one of the main things uh within the the five realm series i have to admit almost kind of ingenious how you've managed to create rabbits who you think of are quite fluffy cute creatures into some of the most terrifying nightmare fuel ever with the gorm
1: yeah so i mean when i wrote the first draft i kind of based the gorm a lot of fantasy is kind of based on history so um I was I was thinking about the Vikings uh, and the way they came and invaded and, and, and raided and destroyed everything. So I was I, I wrote the Gorm like that. I sent the first draft off to my agent and, and she said to me, you know, I think you could make these even scarier. So then I, I had to sit down and think, well, how could I make these invading rabbits even more terrifying? So then I had the thought of what if their armour is kind of alive and possesses them? And yeah, I kind of really went to town on <laughs> making them as scary as possible.
0: Well, they, they do serve. They are such a, a great uh, antagonist because they do have that fear behind them. And I also feel like alongside that, some great antagonists, the protagonists in the in the first one, Podkin One Ear, he's such a almost relatable rabbit because really he's just after a sweet life, you know, the son of a chieftain. He's got it all made and then his world's flipped upside down. I wonder where Podkin's inspiration came from or whether you had any ideas prior to, to writing the book for him.
1: Not when i started i started off writing um about the bard because it's it's told as as a story told by the bard to some children so i wrote the scene first when the bard turns up at the warren And i knew I, because of my work as a teacher and, and working with stories and i and, know uh, and how important stories are i really wanted to kind of explore the whole power of storytelling and then i, I wrote that scene and i just kind of started coming up with some titles and then poking one in, it literally just popped into my head uh and i thought oh that's a good name i wonder what the story is behind that and then i started to build up the story because I knew it was going to be um, well, hopefully a series going on and on. You want to have a character that grows and develops as the story goes on. So if if they start off being an amazing hero, they've got nowhere to go. So I started him off. Yeah, he's, he's like a sport brat. He's very lazy, but he has to end up becoming this kind of world saving hero. So he's got a long way to go, which is followed as the books go on. Exciting you
0: say that, that you, uh, you had it in your mind, almost you hoped for a series. Was that something that, again, is born from a lot of <laughs> older fantasies do tend to be derived from series-based storytelling? So was that always something you were putting in your mind, that Podkin had multiple adventures to be had?
1: I was hoping, obviously, when you, when you write a book, you, n- you never know if it's going to get published, let alone if it's going to be a series. So I, didn't, I purposely didn't plan ahead, but I, I left it open. I mean, when you're writing about a world... You know, that's that big. There's always scope for more stories. So I had a, a kind of an inkling that um what would happen if it became a series. Yeah, I had my fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> well, it turned out to be pretty popular, even winning the uh, the Blue Peter Book Award. So I wonder how that felt when, you know, you, you set out to write a story and it just it bloomed and blossomed into something huge like this.
1: Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's just an incredible feeling. I mean, uh, especially with the Blue Peter Award, because that, that's voted for by children, you know, so to have that kind of um, feedback and, and know that actual children, that actual readers are really, really enjoying it and loving it. It was amazing, yeah.
0: And so that did, managed to create its own series the the sort of like the podkin adventures as well the first trilogy shall we call it uh, the world it's actually expanded it's actually only a small slice of the five realms I and mean, you know you look at the the artwork you created on the the maps for the entire world it's absolutely huge in scope so i wonder whether or not when you're creating that whether <laughs> just as much fun creating the fantasy maps because they are quite enjoyable to sit down and make a fantasy map
1: Oh yeah, I love I love sitting there. I was when I was growing up I used to sit and draw my own maps and things. So yeah, it's great to be able to do that and as a storyteller and you know, just think of the world. Imagine all the stories that might as you're drawing the map, you're thinking of the stories and, and things like that. Yeah, I love it. It's my favorite part, is kind of the world building part.
0: Yeah, it definitely has a lot of that. Now, trying to avoid any spoilers, but one year, you know, the way the story progresses on, as you said, he grows in the story, gets to the the finale in the the trilogy. I was wondering, as you were developing along this trilogy, was there was it going down a route that you'd always imagined or was pokin growing almost before your eyes into this hero that he needed to be?
1: I had a kind of very rough plan of, of what I wanted to happen, but also I think it's important as well as having an idea of where you're going. It's very important to have... Um, be quite flexible because as you're writing lots of things happen and and things you don't expect might happen and characters grow in ways you know they're kind of like real people in your head and they um you know they they change and they develop so i kept it quite loose but I, i did have an idea of where it's going yeah
0: absolutely that's yes. it's fantastic and it does it ends in, in on quite a, a rush quite an action-packed adventure but it wasn't the end of the five Realms series well we got to book four and we were introduced to a new character part of a new trilogy called uki and the outcasts and i wondered uh where the transition came in your mind that you it's time for a new
1: hero to step up to the mark yeah so when i my publisher gave me the first two they asked for three books but with the with the kind of potential to have some more so i planned out the first three and it came to, a, well, a kind of ending, but it's not not actually the end. Um, and then I knew they wanted another three. But I realised I called the series The Five Realms, but all the books had happened in, just in one of them. So, so I thought, right, I'd better go and explore another part of the world. Uh, and there's a fantasy writer I really like. Um, she writes adult fantasy called Robin Hobb. She has, a, she has a massive world. And what she does is she writes a trilogy about one set of characters, then a trilogy about another and then another. So, uh, um they all feed into the same overall story but it just helps build this great world so I thought I'd love to do something like that uh, and it would give me the chance to kind of really explore some of these other realms that I've invented so yeah the story of Uki it, it's quite different it's different places different rabbits but it is actually going to be part of the same overall story uh, although it might, that might not become clear until a bit later on but Sort of
0: that, like a a puzzle. You know, you're doing it bit by bit. You're not seeing the whole picture quite yet, but we're just starting to put more and more pieces into place.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. By the end of the third Uki book, you'll you'll see what's going on. (laughs) Hopefully, if it works.
0: Well, very exciting. So, uh, the first book introduces us to our our main cast, and Uki's got kind of, uh, in the same way that Podkin has the uniqueness of being Pockin one ear due to uh, the events of the first book. Uki is a chimera, I believe is is how it's known. split fur Uh, where did that idea come from because that's kind of very left field almost
1: yeah so i was uh, just kind of looking on the internet as you do and there's lots of pictures of cats on the internet as you probably noticed (laughs) i was just looking one day and i saw these, these cats these chimera cats and they're literally, it's like there's been a, a line drawn down the middle and, and one half is one colour fur and one colour eye and one half is another colour of fur and different colour eye. And I just thought, wow, that'd be amazing for a character um, to be like that. And actually, since then, I found that there are some rabbits that are born like that as well. Okay. I, just, I just saw that and just thought, wow. Sometimes I'm quite visual when I write things. I, sometimes I see something and I just think, oh, that'd be good. And I sort of grab it and, and put it into a story.
0: Exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And now, so Uki, uh, the first
1: book... Uh launched last year was it yes september last no no sorry it was the year before september the year before oh
0: yep absolutely yep. but we exciting as we recall recording this uh, late november uh, we have book two uki and the swamp spirit coming out in january 2021 uh, how how it was to write because of course now you're getting into sort of book five how it feels to to be as a writer developing a story book five compared to what it was like developing book one
1: yeah it gets as you go on it gets more and more complicated because you've got five books to remember what you wrote about <laughs> so um yeah there's lots of kind of going back and looking at things and and trying to keep everything together but also it's really exciting to be able to to go out and explore the world more and 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 be writing actually writing things that were just kind of a couple of years ago We just got kind of a vague ideas in my head and now actually getting to sit down and, and and write the stuff um which is really exciting and to take these characters on on quite kind of big story arcs and 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 see where they're going yeah it's it's really good knowing that there's all that scope whereas when you write the first book you don't know where it's going to go it's everything's new and exciting but yeah you've got to you've got there's lots of setting up to do still and, and all that's already set up now and I can really start exploring it as I write. And speaking of exploring those things is there anything new
0: or something that's uh, unexpected we can uh, anticipate obviously not giving anything away we want people to go out and enjoy it but is there anything like you know, people are really going to sort of like buzz about uh, in
1: this new book. Well, um, the funny thing is, well, not really funny, but strange thing is, I was right, I wrote this book in January of um, last year, 2019. Obviously, that was a year before the pandemic was even mentioned. But um, the spirit, Uki's collecting these spirits, and it's the spirit of disease and plague. So, um, yeah, Uki's going up against <laughs> something that we can all relate to, I think. Um, yeah, he's going up with this evil spirit who's kind of spreading disease throughout throughout the Five Realms and he has to try and stop it. Oh, spookily, I like, knew what was going to happen before it yeah, happened. Yeah, should have done the lottery as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that, as, uh, as we mentioned, that's going to drop in January. I believe it's January the 6th is the official launch date. And of course, then we're probably going
1: to look forward to book six after that. Are you in the middle of writing that currently? Book six is already done. I finished that at the beginning of this year. Uh, and that will be coming out in September next year as well. Oh, exciting. So uh, with that on the horizon, is there
0: anything else that you are dabbling with at the moment? Any projects that uh, you're, you've got hidden under your hat, to excitingly getting ready to to launch?
1: Yeah, um, really exciting, actually. So my, my first book was called The Peculiars, uh, and it came out with a different publisher. And what's happened is I've had some really good ideas for some sequels to that. Unfortunately, my first publisher wasn't interested. So I've bought the rights back and I've completely rewritten my first book and it will be coming out with Faber in July next year. Um, It's going to be called Carnival of the Lost and there's going to be uh, three in the series so I'm really excited to be going back to my my first set of characters and and developing their storylines and getting to know them all over again as well. Oh, wow. That's so cool.
0: That's I've never heard of that before. Sort of like that whole sort of buyback and sort of re it's almost like reimagining,
1: isn't it? Sort of your own characters, new twists, new life. Yeah, it was great because there was I mean, as anyone to tell you, when, when a book comes out, especially your first book, there's quite a lot you're not happy with or you wish you'd done differently. So um, I had the chance to like just go back in and, and just completely rewrite everything um, and, and, you know, fix all the things I didn't like in the first in the first time around. Yeah, it was really nice, really nice to go back to all those old characters that had been with me for so many years. So we basically have that alongside. So we'll be getting that next July, did you say? That's in July. Yes, there's going to be three three books next year. So nothing this year and then three books next year. Oh, wow. So that is
0: sounding all very exciting. And I think we've got enough time for just one more question. And that would basically be like, you know, you mentioned how you entered a competition and you sort of tried your hand at writing after thinking you were going to be an artist. So I was wondering if you you gave one piece of advice for, say, uh, those want-to-be writers, those ones who are out there trying right now, what would be your one piece of advice to to all those trying to become an author themselves?
1: I think the most important thing is um, just to read lots and lots and lots. Uh, Because even though you don't realise it, when you're reading, you're absorbing everything. You're absorbing how to write dialogue, how to write description, how to do plot and everything else. Um, So read as much as you can. Think about why, if you've got a favourite book, why is it your favourite? What is it you like about it? Or if there's a book that you don't like, it's just as important. What don't you like? What didn't work? Um, So you learn the things that you want to use and the things you want to avoid. Uh, And then when you're ready, obviously, you can sit down and just start writing yourself and just write and write and write as much as you can. There you go, smashing. Thank you for that. That's awesome advice. Uh, That is probably going to take us
0: to the end of today's episode, but we don't go anywhere without giving our lucky listeners a chance of winning a signed copy. And today we have a signed copy of that uh, Podkir One Ear. We've chatted a lot about it, that Blue Peter award winning book. But if you want to be in with a chance of winning that, just head over to our Twitter, find us at Big Kids Book Club, all one long lovely word, and hashtag us in with Podkin Comp, that's Podkin Comp, all one word, and magical weapons feature quite heavily within the Five Realm series, so... Uh, we're going to imagine that the goddesses have gifted us with another magical weapon. Of course, Podkin's uh, famous dagger is called the Starclaw. We want you to come up with a name for this new magical golden weapon. What would you call this magical weapon? Um, Kieran, I wonder, I know you've probably named quite a few magical weapons in your time with this series, but uh, uh, what sort of weapon would you give this new magical, shall we call it a golden sword, new golden sword? What, would you, what sort of names
1: would you bubble off the top of your head? oh crikey um so sword, something to do with a with blade maybe golden it could be a sun blade fire blade something like that
0: that that's pretty good yeah that's i like that I was, something along the same lines i was thinking of well i've put you on the spot there and i think you've done amazingly you guys can go away and have a have a think about it but enter that competition at big kids book club hashtag pod, pod Comp, and let us know what you'd call this new magical blade does that sound good kieran that's a brilliant idea yeah great idea for a competition look forward to seeing the entries absolutely well that is all we're going to have time for kieran thank you so much for taking time out and coming and join us on the show thanks for having me pleasure to be here it's been amazing and to all you lovely listeners thank you for listening and until next time take care stay safe and keep on reading